Hello. Hi, everyone. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 3. Goodness me. The awkward, difficult third plot. We've resolved all the issues from the cliffhanger of Season 1. And now we're back into the meat and the potatoes and the hardcore action. That's something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no is, hardcore action. This is not a review of our favourite porn. <laughs> no. Um, we're straight into the action <laughs> of the series. And we're going to go for a plot-driven, yeah. character-focused yeah. episode. We, we've introduced you to some fascinating characters, and now we're going to explore them further. Exactly. We've had our maverick second episode with the crisps. We're still recovering from that. And we're sat here, we won't give it away, sat amongst the detritus of yeah. that episode. It looks like a spectacularly failed children's party. <laughs> it does. Actually, that looks like quite a successful children's party. But there's crisps left. I know, exactly. For now. Um, so we're going to go for a conceptual episode. We, when we start to talk about ideas of what we could do... Oh, we haven't introduced ourselves. Hello, I'm Tata. Hello, and I'm Lex, and together we are... Balustrade. An old folk duo who, if we put on a sorting hat, would probably end up in Hufflepuff. Oh, yes. That is a very subtle way of introducing you to today's The concept episode. of today. So when we started off doing the podcast, we were talking about <laughs> ideas... And uh, one of the things I kind of pitched the idea was talking about movie franchises. Yeah. Um, this was largely based on the fact that I wanted an excuse to watch my favourite movie franchise again, the Aliens trilogy. Al Quadrilogy. Yeah. Pentology. Lo- I don't know. Lots of film. Lotsology. Um, so when um, asking Carter to come up with his favourite franchise. Yeah. We, we decided to exclude I, Toy uh, not yeah. Toy Story, Star Toy Wars. Because yeah. <laughs> we were going to cover that in so many different ways. And I and also Marvel. Yeah, because we're doing that again in other ways. We, yeah. we feature that quite often. Um, so I went with the Harry Potter series, <laughs> purely so as we could say, this episode is Alien versus Harry Potter. And where else are you going to hear that kind of insightful analysis and chat? To be honest, it's quite an obvious answer. But, but, we <laughs> but not would... necessarily. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they, well, because as with everything, we're going to make it up as we go along. And um, we'll probably come up with some kind of weird criteria that means we'll uh, catch, each other, catch ourselves by surprise. Yeah. yeah. Think we uh, just say things we never knew we thought. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to start with talking about the, well, alphabetically, the Alien yeah, series of films for five minutes. With the fluffy bunny on the timer, what better thing than to talk about Acid-blooded aliens. Here we go. So, Aliens is the best movie franchise, largely based around the fact that I flip in love Aliens. Um, the, the second film. The second Alien film yeah. is by far and away, it's probably one of my top five films, if yeah. not one of my favourite films of all time. Um, it's certainly one of the best movie sequels. Definitely. Um, and the first Alien is pretty darn good as well. Yeah, it's one of those series of films where the first one is fantastic. You think they can't better that. Yeah. And you then watch they watch Aliens and go, oh wow, that's really good. And they do it by being completely and utterly different. And so that's why those first four films work so well. Yeah. In that, whereas these days, you know, you, you hit on a style and then the sequels are very much the same yeah. and or have become chapters yeah. of the, the next installment. Yeah, they're just parts of the same film as opposed exactly. to different films of different genres and different styles and different aesthetics. Yeah, which is kind of what's happening now with the later era stuff. Yeah. So, um Prometheus and Alien Covenant very much feel like parts of the same chapter. But those yeah. first four, because you had a different director for each one, yeah. 
You had a different style, had a completely yeah. different approach. Yeah. You changed the characters up, whether rightly or wrongly, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Yeah. Um, and so each film has its own distinct identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there are many franchises that actually do that. No, I don't think there are. Yeah. I really don't think Certainly there are. Certainly not these days. I mean, obviously the fact that it's, you know, a franchise that spans across... 20 odd years well if not longer nearly 40 years now yeah, um, since the first one came out and obviously the first one is that kind of taut tense space thriller oh, um, you've got John Hurt having a well a phallic alien burst out from his stomach yeah. in amongst a load of cow offal well exactly and that cast in that first film were astonishing yeah when you look and back on who you've got uh, and was that the Harry Dean Stanton was he in the second yeah it's about Harry Dean Stanton Tom Skerritt yeah um, yeah, Sigourney Weaver, obviously. Yafet Koto. It's it's hard not to talk about Sigourney Weaver because she is so so good in these films. Yeah, just utterly made her entire career, and actually she's rarely been in anything better. No, and actually it's one of those things of it you forget the um, impact it had by having this strong female yeah. character who actually is, she's relatively weaker in the first one mm. but still compared to the films of the time yeah. incredibly strong yes. the fact that she's the one who defeats the alien pretty much on her own at the end yeah. um, as well as defeating you know um, the, the androids along the way yeah. and everything and so and without male help yeah. um, and so ends yeah. up becoming an incredibly strong female role model which yeah. you could argue her uh, role kind of then gets a bit diminished in the later films especially with four where she becomes a clone and it was, all gets oh, a bit that weird. Was, that was the was that Lou, um, it's the Jean Pierre Genet one, which is very confusing. Yeah, which is half a good film. The first yeah. half is incredible and it's and very stylized. Run around, jumpy. Yeah, it's the clone film yeah. and it's the weird, yeah, kind of white alien. And that's again one of the strong strengths and the negatives in that they evolve the character each time. Yeah. So the character, the alien. Yeah. So. I I've always been an Alien 3 apologist as well. Yeah, I think Alien 3 is very underrated. I think it's very underrated, especially the longer version. Yeah. If you get to see the longer version, that actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And so go, oh, right, that's why they're doing that, that's why they're doing that. That's why, one of, is it one of the McCanns? Yeah. McGann's? Yeah. Is uh, why he's the way he is, and it just explains the characters more. And that's what the first Alien film was all about, was yeah. about the characters. Yeah, very much And so. I think that the... That's where Alien, the the whole franchise, is at its best, is the yeah. strong characters that you root for. And actually, although it is the bangy, shouty one, Aliens has very strong characters. Yes. You know, Burke, the, um, it's the first time you really see that kind of underhanded corporate villain yeah. who's trying to, to weaponise the aliens. But then you've also got Hicks, who's the uh, yes. kind of um, all-American, heart-on-his-sleeve yeah. you know, soldier who, yeah. who uh, comes through and becomes a hero in the end. You've got Hudson, obviously. Mm. Um, you've got Bishop, the first time, a very yeah. excellent performance by Lance Henriksen. Yeah. And, then, and then you've even got you know the, the supporting cast as well. Yeah, I mean, why are I think... Alien is better than Aliens, almost. Yeah. Is that because they aren't military? Yeah, they're just doofuses on a on a boat, really. Yeah. Basically, is that really with a crew rather than with a military force? Yeah. And that's why it's strong because it's sort of these are really people out of their depth in every possible sense. Yeah. Whereas when the military and it's kind of yeah, we kind of know these characters a lot more. Yeah. But they carry it off in such an amazing way. But what's quite good to carry on that analogy? So obviously it's that. In the first one allows them to be a bit more clueless and a bit more. Oh, there's the alarm for us to ignore. Um, 
and so they don't have to be as polished and accomplished as what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But then obviously in the second one, the military are, and they should be, but then you have, A, the fact that the aliens step it up, yeah. you get more of them, yeah. you get the queen, yeah. but also because they're being aided by Burke, so mm-hmm. they're being undermined as well. Yeah. So, But they're still this strong force. And yeah. actually, if you could, you could argue that the, the humans step it up in aliens, but then so, so do, do the aliens, aliens yeah. as well. And they actually become menacing and foreboding characters. Yeah. And that's why I hated Prometheus so much, which is a whole other episode, is because they took that away. And then in the Prometheus ones, the alien just becomes, well, it becomes a kind of a cipher or it's a... a, Yeah. I mean, mean, Prometheus, I watched once. I can't remember anything about it. No. Whatsoever. I can't remember. I remember there's lots lots of pretty visuals. Yeah. And it was just very frustrating. And then there's a kind of a weird hybrid alien at the end, which is sort of like an alien, but not. And then, yeah, it just, it's it's something and nothing. It's just, it's one of those things where they put out an alien prequel because they wanted to explain where the ship and the space jockey came from. But actually, I don't care. Yeah, those, this obsession that we have with backstory and explaining every little detail that's happened in front of me. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. We, there's no, everything doesn't have to have a reason. And it is by sort of pandering to this kind of, oh, we've got to give the answer to this. You sort of cheapen what you're doing at the time. You sort of, it's, you make it pointless. It's the opposite to what we, what we said in the Rogue One Mm. podcast, isn't it? That Rogue One strengthens a new hope and makes it a better film by exploring the backstory. But Prometheus doesn't make Alien a stronger film. No, it doesn't. And actually, it's because what happens. See, in Star Wars, no one ever thought, oh, I wonder what those, that story of those rebels who found that. That was just almost a throwaway line. And it's actually exploring the minutiae in those details yeah. that opens up the bigger picture rather than showing you, oh, there's a big mystery. This yeah. is the answer to that mystery. Yeah. Answering mysteries isn't interesting. No, it isn't, because otherwise it stops them from being yeah. mysterious. Yeah, answering things you didn't know was a mystery yeah. is interesting. It's a bit like um, the whole thing with um, what makes Alien work and what makes Jaws work and those mm. kind of films at the time is because of the limitations of the special effects, you don't see anything. Yeah. So when you see the reveal of the alien in Alien, yeah. that and you realise that it's a man in a rubber suit, yeah. you're like, oh, it's a man in a rubber suit. And it was in Prometheus, because you have all of the technology available, they yeah. show everything much sooner. Yeah. And yeah. there's no mystery, and there's no fear, and there's no No, it's not afraid to, to, because you can to see be it. itself. Yeah. And actually it's just like, oh, it's just a computer-generated big grey man. Oh, yeah. brilliant. What do you do? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, in the in the first film, that you know, what's that coming out of the shadows? The secret, you know, there's the classic things they always do with the uh, with the tracers and the yeah. beeping tracers that get closer. Yeah. In Aliens, that still terrifies me it's and terrifying. makes me jump every time. In the same way that the head in the boat in Jaws always makes me jump. Yes. Um, and that's good filmmaking. Yeah, it's they know what buttons to push. I've never seen Alien Covenant. It's good fun. Alien Covenant is probably is is the closest you get to a halfway house between Alien and Prometheus, and it has en- enough okay. of the Prometheus backstory yeah. that means it doesn't feel like a total retread. Yeah, but it has enough scares and so gore that makes it feel like do, a proper horror. Should film. I go and read a Prometheus synopsis? before I watch it no. is there no need going cold going cold you'll be gotcha. fine cool we've chosen not to include the aliens versus predator film what I'm interested in alien versus harry potter 
Yes. Frankly. <laughs> the Predator has nothing on Potter. No. I'm um, going back to the talk about Alien 3. Have you ever read the backstory about what Alien 3 was originally supposed to the be? Wooden the Planet. Wooden Planet. I want to see that film. Yeah, that would have been insane. With all the monks. Yeah. And it just... It, and the alien and a cow. So high concept that at yeah. the time almost impossible to make. Yeah. But it could be made now in a Rogue One style. Yeah, very much There's so. no reason not to do that an alien story yeah. kind of film yeah. on a budget with a weird director doing it. Yeah, which is what they were trying to do with yeah. the Neil Blomkamp alien film which never got made. So let's move on to the second one in our <laughs> franchise. Yes. It's always interesting when you decide because of a joke that something is your favourite film yeah. franchise. I'm going to press go five minutes just because I'm starting. Press the bunny. As it were. I have a real soft spot for the Harry Potter films. They are my go-to films when Joe's away I'm on my own. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'll put on a Harry Potter film. I can ignore it in the background. I know them inside. I've watched them loads of times. I'm a sort of child at heart in that regard. Um, I first read the Harry Potter books when I was unemployed, when I'd been made redundant. I went down Tesco's and bought the four that were available. There was like a little set and it was dirt cheap. And I sort of read them and I devoured them. I thought, actually... I haven't read a book for ages and I'm yeah. enjoying reading again. Yeah. And it got me back into reading yeah. as an adult. And I think that's to be applauded. That's the one great thing. Whenever you say anything, anybody ever says anything negative yeah. about it, at the end of the day, when is the last time people got excited about a book to the degree very, very that they rare. would with Harry Potter? Yeah. And actually, with JK. And I'm still excited yeah. about a book. Well, with JK Rowling books as well, I've read The Casual Vacancy. I really enjoyed that book. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed the Robert Galbraith crime yeah. novel she writes. I love a crime novel anyway. Yeah. And I think hers are very cleverly put together, very well constructed. Usual things you can complain about could do with quite a lot of editing. Yeah. But Which is the problem you get in the latter books. Definitely. Well, exactly. Um, it's also the problem you get in the latter films. This should be about the films. Yes. So the first Harry Potter film is terrible. It's guff. It's a terrible, terrible film, but I love it to bits. But again, it's it's a necessary force because it is in the same way that actually the first few books are quite flimsy yeah. and fluffy, aren't they? There's not a lot. Their character them. building and their world building. It's, it's world building is the exact thing I always kind and of think actually, of. Actually, it's that world that you fall in love with or not. Yeah. And the world that has been created in the films, the visual world, is incredibly interesting and rich. Yeah, very much so. Especially when you get to the third film, the yeah. Alfonso Caron film, yeah. which is by far and away the best Harry Potter film and is just incredibly well put together, yeah. beautifully realised, worth a, bears repeating. And it's a bold step up to toe from Chris Columbus, the yeah. director of Home Alone. A very safe, very, very middle, flat ground. Yeah, very, but very bland children's yeah. films to a quite strange left field dark weird angles oh, lots of sort of yeah absolutely almost more, more gothic and, yeah. yeah and it they that's the look that the film should have all had in my opinion yeah. because it's that kind of it's almost like it just hints at the otherworldliness of yeah. it and the not quite re not quite reality yeah. that's going on there. it's almost like they had to go too far with that one to yeah. rein it back yeah. to what is a safe level yes. for the rest of them yeah but the rest of their level is if if the other if the first if the third film had been like the first two, we would have never seen the next four or five. No, absolutely not. It, w- it would be there with the golden compass 
on a bargain Which bin. Which is such a wasted opportunity, the Golden Compass. Exactly. But now, because the Golden Compass was a massive failure, then no one will ever take the punt on doing a an art house, diff- yeah. you know, interesting version of no. the next two. No, because in the the other four films, yeah. after that, you've got the Goblet of Fire, Phoenix... Yeah, Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. Oh, five films, isn't it? Yeah, then. Yeah, and then the two Hallows, Deathly Hallows. You've got within, littered within those, they kind of, they all feel the same to me. Yeah. Those films. They Are they all made by. Um, David Yates. Mike, David Yates. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think it is yeah. David Yates. Who is um, a very. I get he's safe. a Bond director, wasn't he, yeah, as well? So he's very much, he handles big films and Knows big money and big actors, and actually yeah. the, the calibre of the actors they're getting in for the adults is second to none. Mm. I mean, it's if you, if you have a British actor who hasn't been in Harry Potter in yeah. that time. Then you need to have a look with yourself. your agent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, bits in that, such as the animated sequence in Deathly Hallows when they're telling the, sta- the yeah. tale from Beetleborn. One of the most beautiful things I've seen yeah. in cinema at the time. So, wow, what a way to do this. Very it's clever. quite Guillermo del Toro-esque, isn't Absolutely, it? yeah. And it does pick from bits of cinema what it's yeah. going to do. Yeah, because Deathly Hallows Part yeah. 1 is, is like a strange art house film, I always thought, because yeah. it's shot slightly differently, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got and a greyer, more black, monochrome yeah. tone to it. And it has um, Harry and Hermione dancing to Nick Cave in a tent in Yorkshire. This is true. Which is sort of, when I first saw that, I was like, that's, that's, that's Nick Cave. This is working perfectly. <laughs> and it clicked for me. And it's that odd thing of the, the, with the films right. and the books that mm. there, is, there is the swap at book four, isn't there? Whereby yes. the films get better and better and the books get worse and worse yes. in yes. terms of books. But actually in terms of the, the stories they're telling, there's obviously the strength in there to, yeah, I've, to, fall, to push through. Yeah, because the fourth... Fifth book, the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, is, I mean, I think I'm still reading it. It's yeah. that long. <laughs> it I is. think I haven't finished it yet. But they get thicker, don't they? Yeah, and they. But it's that's the one that was really thick with nothing going on. Yeah. Whereas the others were just so much plot. Yeah. It was kind of I've got to get through all this. Whereas that one was ponderous yeah. and strange and dull. Order of the Phoenix is the one with. Um, your your lady in it, the, the headmistress. Yeah. Is it? Um, oh. Dolores Umbridge. Yes. Who is a brilliant in the film. Yeah. And actually, in the film, they cut out all of the, you know, child torture. Yes. Basically, which is quite harrowing in the book. Yeah, I thought they should have kept that in. Actually, made it quite nasty. But yeah. then it is a kids' film, and that's yeah. what we've got to remember with all these. They, we're looking at some of the greatest series of horror films, against kids films it's it's not a fair battle no no it's but not we're never going to pretend it is no but um, obviously what's the, the the big difference which is one of the things we pointed out is mm. that so the aliens films are very much chapters of their own yeah and their own individual elements yeah especially with the latter half yeah the harry potter ones very much came into that the chapter based film event storytelling that we're getting yeah. just now and that everyone is a new chapter yeah it's one long story that continues and yeah. the point of each they just last a year because exactly. that's how school years are divided but in many ways it's an instigator of what's, what we've got mm. and the fact that you split the Deathly Hallows up into two parts allowed them to do that with yeah. uh, Hunger the Games, su- yeah, Hunger Games and, and probably the Hobbit, other ones really <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, it allows. It, again, it becomes. <laughs> it's not about creating a film. It's no. creating the next instalment. It's a, it's a tricky one. It's. I don't think I would argue that this. 
these eight movies are the greatest eight movies ever made. But they mean a lot to me. And the the books mean a lot to me because of how I read them and when I read them and things like that. They just capture something that is quite unique. They do. I think. So did you say that of your favourite you would put the film as Azkaban? My favourite film would be Azkaban. And your favourite book? I think is Goblet of Fire. My favourite book. Both my favourite book and film are Goblet of Fire. Ah, see, it's fascinating. When I read a book, and I reread it especially, mm. I see the characters from the f- as the film. Yeah. And I love Gleason. I've yeah. forgotten his name. Brendan. Brendan Gleason. See, this is my obsession with the Gleason family is coming into play here. <laughs> um, I love Brendan Gleason. But in my imagination, he's the one character who, who when I first imagined Alistair Moody, yeah. Doesn't look anything like Brendan Gleeson. No. And in, when I'm reading it now, I still imagine the character that I created in my head. Yeah. Who looks nut who I'd love to draw him because he's he's absolutely crackerjack. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. He, the, but it's kind of the limitation to dealing with a human actor. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, I suppose because he's yeah, he's meant to be more almost more disfigured and more yeah. crazy and more Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, mine is always riding a unicycle as well. He's always on a little. I've no idea why. It's never mentioned in the book, but he has a unicycle. I suppose, in a way, the moody thing is a bit like um, uh, Tyrion in Game of Thrones, isn't he? That he's much more disfigured in the book. Oh yeah, he's he's an absolute mangled mess. But obviously, you can't do that on on a big film. Peter Dinklage wouldn't let you do it to me. Exactly, because it'd be like a horrific four hours of makeup for every every scene. Oh no, I was actually just actually slashing his nose off and smashing his face. And then there you go, it looked like him now. Yeah, exactly. To wrap up, are we going to declare a winner? Um, well, see, a bit like a bit like last week's episode. I'm prepared to put Potter as the winner because I, I love the Alien films, and Aliens yeah. obviously is my absolute standout. And oh, I think what I was trying to foohorn in was how to do a discussion about Aliens because I because I just love it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about doing a sequels one. It's, yeah. it's definitely up there with one of the best yeah. sequels. Yeah. I don't think there's there's yeah. many others. Toy Story no. is probably the only other one I um, can think of. Yeah. That's yeah. better oh, than the original. Yeah. Um, but as a franchise, I think... Transporter 2. Yes. <laughs> Presumably. Sharknado 2. Yeah, but not 3. Crank 2. Think of Jason Statham films. Anything with a Statham that's got a 2 in the title, it's pretty I'm good. there. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching it. Yeah. Expendables 2. Never seen any of the Expendables. They are brilliant. They're awful. Aren't they? Yeah, they're, they are really good. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's that consistency, isn't it? Mm. As we were saying, and that there's a lot of guff in the aliens world, and also it's kind of meandering on. And at the yeah. end of the day, the Harry Potter ones are finished. They've had a very satisfying conclusion yeah. to everything. Yeah. And then they started again with the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's it's hard to name a winner. Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter overall wins uh, in my friend. Harry Potter beats the alien. It does. Because they've got face. magic yeah. and there's he, more of them. He Wingardium Leviosas the alien <laughs> into space. He is. Expecto Patronum, that. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> but I'd like to see I'd it's... like to see Hermione drive a for, a giant forklift robot. That would be cool. I'm sure somewhere on the depths of the internet that's happened. <laughs> oh, I'd, oh, I'd love to think. And Daniel Radcliffe he, does his thing, doesn't yeah. he? can do what he likes now, really. Yeah. He did horns, didn't he? Yeah, his which was, was that Kevin Smith? Tusk. 
Tusk was Kevin Smith. Yeah, Horns, Horns is with Joe Hill. That's it, yeah. It's a very good book, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's an odd casting. He, his trouble is he looks like Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a real problem with it. But at least he's trying to do different things. Yeah, and I applaud him for that. He can yeah. afford to. He can do what he wants. Exactly. And the same with Emma Watson, who just yeah. you know does a couple of films every now and again. Who's, who's your favourite character in the Harry Potter films? Probably um, Lupin. Yeah. Or Snape. Yeah, Snape's very It's good. Rickman or Thewlis. Obviously, Oldman is excellent. Oh, I quite f- like Brunard as um, your man. Mad Eye. No. Not... Who's he the... Um, Sorry, who are we talking about? Kenneth Brunard. Oh, oh, Tilly Pond. Um, in Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. As... Lovejoy? No. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart. That's it. Love He's good. I, I quite like David Tennant. He's a random... Yeah. Shock appearance. We will call it a day there. Um, do you have a favourite film franchise, listeners? Do you love the Harry Potter films? Do you love the Harry Potter books? Do you love the Alien films? Do you love the Alien books? There are movie adaptations and comics. Yes, it's a whole world, isn't it? Yeah, there are some excellent comics. You can contact us, visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HQ. All the latest news will be there and apologies and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're also on the social, of, the most social of medias, <laughs> Twitter, at, at, at Pod. And the real way, the major way of getting in contact with us is uh, putting your name and address on the back oh, of an envelope um, and sending it. Panic transmission sequence or... <laughs> Or just hoping we turn up at your door. Yeah, from an alien planet. Yep, or send us an owl. Exactly, have a... There you go, yes. (laughs) That stopped my my tortuous (laughs) analogy. Nothing will ever stop your tortuous analogy. No, they won't. So Um, there we go, that was our franchise wars. No, I will say it's actually uh, email us at gmail.com. Exactly, or send us an owl. Yeah, send us an owl. Okay. In the post. Yeah. So there we go. So that was that was Harry Potter versus Aliens. Time to go now. It is time to go. We're both very sleepy and both very full of carbohydrates. Exactly. It's time to go back to our dorm rooms and revise for our double potions tomorrow. Yes. Would you like a chocolate frog? Yes, please. And a butter beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>